And with that, welcome everyone to the first episode of Gang Green and Goudreau in three plus months. This is Goudreau here over at Percolated Media. Thank you all very much for listening. After what's been a crazy couple months for me personally and in Jetland. So I can imagine if you're listening to this, you are dying to know my thoughts on what has happened. But I do have some things I need to discuss before I get into the big news. Point number one is why did I wait so long to do this recording? Well, I'll say this. My my inclination was that I wanted to wait for wave one of free agency. I wanted to wait for the draft and I wanted to wait for that big quarterback move. Once all three of those things transpired, I decided to record. But those were the big parts of the offseason, the big dominoes that I wanted to see unfold before I sat down to record and give my thoughts on the Jets offseason. And obviously there's the big number eight sized move, but there's been some other stuff that's happened that I really want to get into. Because it's kind of overshadowed what has been an interesting offseason. And certainly the big Aaron Rodgers move is what has dominated the conversation. But there's some other things I want to get to as well. But before I go too far off into Jetland, we've been busy as ever here on the site. We have done, in the three months since I last recorded this show, quite a few retrospectives. We finished Pirates of the Caribbean, so I can stop bugging Garrett about doing that. We've done the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and we have done Salem's Lot. Now, we are returning to Superman with Supergirl, Superman Returns, Man of Steel, and BBS from Superman's point of view later on this year. If you recall with the Batman retrospective, we sort of broke it up into increments with other retrospectives. We're doing the same for Superman. And that leads us into within the next week, we are starting Star Wars after 10 years of working together with Garrett and now Adam by extension. We've never done it. This is one of the, if not the biggest franchise in the world. And Garrett and I never did it for reasons we will get into on the first episode. Episode four, not episode one, because, oh God, see, I'm already going off in tangents already about Star Wars. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. We are doing Star Wars. That's our next franchise. And when I say we are doing Star Wars, we are doing it in the GC style. So we will be including the films that are not predecessored or preceded by episode blank. I'll leave the rest to your imagination as far as what the rest of that series is going to entail. So there's that. Star Wars is the big one. We've already got a couple shows in the can. I think it'll live up to the hype in a way that certain movies have not to the general populace. But I I think if you're a fan of us and have wanted to know where we stand on a galaxy far, far away, I think you're going to get what you asked for. But I'll say this, be careful what you wish for, because Star Wars, it's like no matter what you say, you're going to piss somebody off when you give your opinion. So just be prepared for some dissension, be prepared for some arguing, 
and be prepared for why we did not do this until now. So to go back to the purpose of this show, I have to go back to my last show and recap what I said there about the whole Jet quarterback decision. Since it's been a while, I should reiterate that my preferred option was Derek Carr. Reasons being were that cost would have been lower, draft compensation would have been lower, if not non-existent, because the Raiders just outright cut him. And I think he's got six good years left. But having said that, I also discussed the Aaron Rodgers paradigm. And I said on that show, he's got a higher ceiling than Derek Carr, considerably. But he doesn't have as many years left. I think he's got two, maybe three. But I also talked about my trepidations about draft compensation. I talked about money with this contract. And I talked about my indecisiveness and my skepticism about whether or not he wanted to play football anymore and if he would fit with the Jets because his reputation over the last few years has been he doesn't get along with younger players. And Tom Brady was like that towards the end of his career too. Not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but when you look at the Jets, they are a considerably young team when you look at their best players and their their nucleus of talent. So I thought there were obvious pros with getting Aaron Rodgers, but I thought there were some, not concerns, but bullet points that had to really be dissected before you plunged and made that move. And up until it actually happened, I said that this move was not going to happen. In fact, I was so confident in that that I openly said I would grow a handlebar mustache if Aaron Rodgers became a Jet. So to put a pin in that now, it's in the works. I'm a man of my word. And for you binge listeners, if you see me at Lollapalooza this year, about 90% sure I'm going. Just making sure that I can find a sitter and maybe drag Christian with me. But I will have it for then, along with the Aaron Rodgers jersey, in all likelihood. But I never thought this move was actually going to happen because as a Jet fan, and I've said this for a considerable portion of my life, expect the worst, hope for the best. It's funny that I'm an optimist in real life. I always believe in the best of people. I like to think that things always get better, despite the last few weeks in my personal life. But when it comes to the Jets, I'm a I'm a pessimist because I've seen to quote Blade Runner, I've seen things you people would not believe. And I'm so used to getting sloppy seconds, to use a dirty term, because that's kind of what the Jets have been for a huge part of their history, if not all of it. This is the same franchise that drafted Ken O'Brien instead of Dan Marino. We got Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence when all the stars seemed like it was actually going to happen. There was the Kirk Cousins fiasco, where he chose to go to the Vikings over the Jets. And there's been some big free agents that chose other teams instead of us and kind of left us proverbially waiting at the altar. So that was why 
I said the Aaron Rodgers thing was a pipe dream. But as time went on and quarterbacks started signing elsewhere, Derek Carr went to the Saints. You had someone like Baker Mayfield going to the Buccaneers. You had Sam Darnold going to the Niners. It seemed like there were two big fish out there. There was Lamar Jackson and there was Aaron Rodgers. And I think Jet fans were split down the middle as far as who would they, they would prefer. I think both had good reasons to be sought after as much as they were, but I thought both came with considerable baggage. As I take a sip of coffee, hang on one sec. I am recording this about five in the morning. So as we got closer to the offseason, really going into full swing, the Aaron Rodgers-Lamar Jackson shift started to swing more in Rodgers' favor because the Packers sort of made it known that they were looking to move off of him. Should have done that a few years ago before signing him to that monster contract, by the way. But I think they recognized it'd be best for both parties if they mutually departed. Now, with that in mind, there was the whole thing of, is he going to retire or is he going to play for another team? Because let's be honest, if Tom Brady, of all people, can go to another team after everyone thought he was a Patriot for life, Who's to say that Aaron Rodgers would not choose another team? I think we're starting to see the days of quarterbacks playing their whole careers for one team is starting to become less and less of a commonality. I think the last big one, and this one is even an exception because they weren't drafted by this team, but Drew Brees with the Saints. He was a charger, but then he was traded to the Saints and he finished his career there, you know. I think 15 years is how long he played there. That's a, that's a long time. You know, Tom Brady played for 20, basically, with the Patriots. Peyton Manning went to Denver after he became synonymous with the Colts organization. So I, I didn't put it past Aaron Rodgers that he would play for another team. And this is where the rumors started to really go up. Not just with the Jets, because the Jets seemed to be the likeliest of destinations. But there were the rumors about the Niners. There were the rumors about the Titans, both of which have proven to be just conjecture and rumor, nothing concrete. I always scoffed at the Niners rumor for two reasons. Number one, they have no draft capital to give because they mortgaged their picks for Trey Lance. And number two, I think Aaron Rodgers, one thing we've learned about him is that he can hold a grudge. And I don't think he's ever lived down the fact that the Niners passed on him in the draft in favor of Alex Smith. And I don't think he's ever going to forget that or forgive. Even though he played for Cal in college, just something about the Niners organization, I think he just couldn't put that aside and sign with them. And as far as the Titans go, you look at their receiving core. And their offensive line. Yeah, they got Derrick Henry, but what else do they have? It's a garbage division, and Aaron Rodgers would be far and away the best quarterback in that AFC South if he signed there. But I never thought that was a possibility. So there was the whole Aaron Rodgers going on the McAfee show and the darkness retreat. 
made it known I want to play for the Jets. And when I heard that, I said, okay, it's it's good that he's on the record and I can put some of that idea of an impossibility into some degree of reality. But my question was this, what were the Jets going to have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers? Because there's no way financially that the Packers could afford to just outright cut him. But I was confident the deal would get done after that McAfee appearance. I just wasn't sure when and what it was going to take. And I got to be honest, as curious as I am about this whole scenario, the fact that it was daily conversation and there were all these rumors and Twitter was a war zone, I kind of became exhausted by the whole Aaron Rodgers to the Jets discussion. And I reached a point where I said, wake me up when it happens. Before it even happened, there was one other trade that happened. The Jets traded former second round pick Elijah Moore, the wide receiver, to the Cleveland Browns and a third round pick for their second round pick in 2023. So this previous draft. While I hate to see a talent go, Elijah Moore's character last year was something I really called into question when he was complaining during that win streak and openly cussed out the offensive coordinator. He was very passive aggressive towards his quarterback, which that part was certainly justifiable. But I thought his timing was wrong and I didn't feel that he handled himself appropriately. So I have no regrets about letting him go. Although I think him complaining about toxicity in New York, but he goes to Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. That's the pot calling the kettle black in my estimation. So best of luck there. And I hope we beat your ass when we play you this year. So the Jets went into this draft with a first round pick, two seconds and other picks. But I knew that the Elijah Moore compensation was going to be included in the Aaron Rodgers package. And the signs started to align more that this was actually going to happen with Alan Lazard signing with us before Rodgers did. And I think Alan Lazard is a strong high-end number three receiver, maybe a low-end number two. They signed McCall Hardman from the Chiefs on a one-year deal. I like that signing a lot. He gives them a burst and some trick plays, some gadget work, punt returns. I think he's going to handle this situation very well. Of course, they signed Randall Cobb, I think yesterday. And I love how people mock the Jets no matter what they do. It'd be one thing if Aaron, if Randall Cobb was coming here to be the wide receiver too, but he's fourth or fifth on the depth chart. I would say fifth because Corey Davis is still on this team. So I'm fine with people taking pot shots at the Jets when it's warranted, but this to me just reeks of media pettiness and LOL Jets at its worst. Come up with some new material. The Jets signing Randall Cobb is not a big deal. They didn't give him a huge contract. He's going to be wide receiver five at best. Find something else to occupy your time. So I liked all their offensive signings. I also really liked that they signed some key depth on the offensive line, because last year was a horror show. Linemen were being carted off like cordwood. So I like what they've done to build depth. Because now they have both depth and a team that I do think is largely a quarterback away. I don't 
believe that is a hard-nosed fact because I don't know. You'll never know until you get that quarterback. Sometimes you think you do. Look at Russell Wilson. And it turns into an unmitigated disaster. So looking at the free agency period, I give them good marks. They filled some key holes, depth on the wide receiver chart. They got line depth on the offense. They fixed their defensive line by signing Al Woods from Seattle. Get that big run stuffer in the middle. I love that move a lot. But the big fish was Aaron Rodgers. And when it actually happened, I was actually at a, at a work conference when the news broke. Someone told me. And here was the, the compensation. It's been documented, but I just want to reiterate. The big ones were a first-round pick swap this year. So the Jets and the Packers swapped picks 13 and 15. The second-round pick that they got for Elijah Moore. And a 2024 second-round pick that can become a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So when I look at this package, there were some other miscellaneous picks in there as well, like fifth rounders, sixth rounders, but that's the big piece, the pick swap and a conditional pick next year. So when you look at this, the Packers got a second round pick this year and a second slash first next year. I think that's more than fair compensation for the Packers who are ostensibly rebuilding their roster. And they still don't know what Jordan Love is. I think he's got one year to prove himself. And the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. And basically gave up Elijah Moore and a second round pick that can become a first. Again, I don't think you will ever know who wins a trade until two to three years down the line. But as it stands, I don't think you can look at either party and say one of them got hosed or fleeced or... Again, the LOL Jets BS narrative. People think the Jets got fleeced because the Jets, if any other team made this move, they'd be giving them praise. This was not the Russell Wilson trade where they gave up multiple firsts, multiple seconds, and players. Granted, Russell Wilson is considerably younger than Aaron Rodgers, but when you look at that package or you look at the Deshaun Watson deal, by comparison, I think this is very fair and very amicable for the Jets. So now that Aaron Rodgers is officially a Jet, how do I feel? I still have my concerns. But I will say this. I think the biggest takeaway I have is two things. Number one, Aaron Rodgers does look rejuvenated. When he showed up for his press conference, he looks like he's in good shape. He looks reasonably happy, and he's doing things the right way. He's meeting the players. He's at the voluntary workouts. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers has always been good at utilizing the media and manipulating it to make himself look like the good guy. So I have to take that with a certain degree of salt. However, I think he's embedded himself so far in a good way. And it seems like he's actually committed, which was my big concern. But the second takeaway is that now I can look at every game and say the Jets can win this. For as long as I can remember, that I've always felt the Jets have been handicapped by their quarterbacks. There was always the conversation about, oh, if this goes our way, the defense blocks a punt, we get a pick six, that's how we win. It was never because, oh, we know our quarterback can throw for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns to win. 
with Aaron Rodgers coming off a down year, but still, 26 touchdowns is more than the Jets quarterbacks have thrown over the last two years combined. That's a fact. I didn't just make that up. And that was Aaron Rodgers in a down year. If Aaron Rodgers was on this team last year, the Jets make the playoffs. They won seven games with the worst quarterback playing in the league. Of the 47 quarterbacks who threw 100 passes or more, the Jets finished 46th, 45th, and 44th with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Aaron Rodgers finished 13th. So even with middling quarterback play, if they had someone in the 20s, I think they would have been a playoff team. So now I feel the Jets are viable. I feel like they can go into every game with the expectation to win. Doesn't always go that way, of course, because it's the NFL. But that's a good feeling to have going into a very crucial offseason for this regime. I have to give the GM and Woody Johnson, the owner, credit. I don't think in the history of the Jets there has been a bigger win-now type of move that they've made. Brett Favre, to an extent, was, but they got him for a fourth-round pick. And you always knew Brett Favre did not want to be a Jet. He wanted to wind up in Minnesota. We were just a stopgap. So I have to give Johnson credit for having the balls and the gumption to open his checkbook and get this deal done. I also think, though, it was a necessity. You could not go into this season with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or any of these other schmucks. And with Derek Carr gone, it was either Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, as I said earlier. And when you look at the history of the NFL, these big quarterback trades or team swaps, I mentioned Tom Brady, I mentioned Peyton Manning, look at Kurt Warner to... The Cardinals, when that happened, they were all either past their prime or had major concerns. Peyton Manning was coming off neck surgery, and people wondered if he would ever throw a football again. Tom Brady was in his 40s when he went to Tampa, a team that was in the wilderness ever since that lone Super Bowl in 2002. Kurt Warner, the greatest show on turf days were behind him, and he was really floundering with the Giants. And all those guys either won Super Bowls in their new home or went to a Super Bowl in the case of Kurt Warner. And it took maybe the greatest catch in Super Bowl history with Santonio Holmes for him to be denied. So I do think Aaron Rodgers is not who he used to be. But I think he's sort of in that that category as far as where he's at. And I think he's more than capable of getting this team to where they want to be. As far as how long, I think this is a two-year commitment, maybe three. So the Jets got a two-year window to win a Super Bowl. Because finishing 9-8 and eight and missing the playoffs this year isn't good enough. Going 10-7 and seven and getting a first-round knockout in the playoffs, not good enough. For the first time in years, I think since the Rex Ryan days, the Jets are going into a season with actual expectations of winning. Winning in the sense of AFC title game or better. And a division title, most likely. I, I think that's that's what the standard's got to be with Aaron Rodgers. With someone of his caliber, you also have to raise your expectations. Do I think that this is actually 
going to happen? Get a Super Bowl? Deep down, no. Anything's possible. And I think the the Bucks, when Brady got there, are in a very similar spot to the Jets currently. Great defense, young stud players on offense, but they were hamstrung by their quarterback play. Jameis Winston was Mr. 30 for 30. It's tough to win games when your quarterback throws 30 interceptions. And with the Jets, it's hard to win quarterbacks when you're hard to win games if your quarterback can't complete a screen pass or throws a drag route 10 yards over the guy's head. So if Aaron Rodgers is even what he was last year in a quote-unquote down year, I think the Jets are a viable contender. I think the change of scenery is actually going to motivate Aaron Rodgers to a degree. Now this could all blow up in our face, but I think there's reason for genuine Jet fans to be happy and to be excited. I will never tell a Jet fan to not be excited after all the crap we've been through. So when I look at everything that's happened, there are no more excuses now. If you're the coach, Robert Sala, you've got your defense, and now you've got a quarterback who can, quote-unquote, take off the pressure and run the offense with Nathaniel Hackett, his OC. So if this ends horrifically, or if the Jets go 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs, I think they get fired. Because eventually you got to start winning. And if you're not winning games with Aaron Rodgers and this defense, something in your coaching brain is malfunctioning at a high degree. As far as the draft goes, which just happened, because I want I want to touch on that too. I am someone who does not believe in giving immediate draft grades. Much like trades, I don't think you will ever know the true value of a draft until at least a year out. Obviously, last year's draft was historic for the Jets. You've got both rookies of the year, the likely offensive rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt, and an edge rusher that was effective every time he was on the field. So this year, their first two picks, they did draft around where the game has evolved. First round pick, you get a guy who can hit the other guy's quarterback. And you draft someone to keep your quarterback upright. Center was a monumental need for this team, and they drafted a six foot seven behemoth to play center. I think he's uh Joe Tipman's gonna be really good, but what do I know? But it seems like the the Will McDonald pick in the first round was a point of contention. Obviously, I wanted a receiver or I wanted a tackle, but with the way things transpired, tackles were non-existent by the point. I think four had been taken by that point. So do you reach on the fifth tackle in the first round or do you draft at a position of need? I don't think this was a panic. And I don't think you can ever have enough edge rushers. And this is my problem with Jet fans. For years, we talked about how the Jets have not had a pass rusher since John Abraham. Validity to that statement. Now the Jets draft multiple edge rushers. They sign Carl Lawson. Now we have too many edge rushers. This is why Jet fans have a bad stereotype and a misconception that we don't know what we're talking about with these 180 swings. As far as the other picks, you know, running backs, good move. You know, you can running backs, you can never have too many. 
I've drafted a couple of linebackers. So I think there's depth on this team. I still think safety is a bit of a need, but the Bengals have shown you can win games without great safety play. Uh, the days of needing an Ed Reed or, uh, you know, a Troy Palomalu, I don't think those days are with us anymore. So all in all, I think you can get by if you can get home with four and really pressure the quarterback. And when you got two shutdown corners, uh, your safety help can be sort of masked a bit. So this season, as I said, no excuses. I, I don't want to hear anything. Barring injuries, because I know injuries are the great equalizer. But this defense, now they'll be able to play with the leads, which they really weren't able to do much of last year. This offense should be able to stay on the field a lot longer than one drive and going three and outs like there was no tomorrow. I think we're going to see the full potential and get a proper assessment of how good this team is now with Aaron Rodgers under center. He doesn't have to be Superman. He's got to come in here. He's got to take it seriously. He's got to have the right mindset. And he's got to trust in himself and trust these young players to take them to the next level. If they do that, I think the sky's the limit. And I really don't think a division title is out of the question. This team beat the Bills and the Dolphins last year with bad quarterback play or subpar. I don't fear the Bills because I think they have vulnerabilities. I think we match up very well. Josh Allen's two worst games were against us last year. The Dolphins, is Tua going to be healthy? And both games, we played against them. Granted, they had backups, but so did we for the second one. It took ineptitude on the Jets' offense with Flacco for the Dolphins to pull away with that game. And the Patriots, I will believe we can beat the Patriots until it actually happens. That's my one rule this year. Even with Aaron Rodgers, we have a shot. But I'm not going to believe we can beat the Patriots until it actually happens. And I hope they put up 50 on them. Like, I, I want blood when we play them this year. And with Aaron Rodgers, there's no reason not to have that mindset. Because I think if Aaron Rodgers played those games last year, those are two wins. Jets finished 9-8 and eight instead of 7-10. and 10. So I'm very excited. And I think the, the trade compensation was fair. The money is reasonable. I don't think his free, like Randall Cobb and Al Lazard and Billy Turner, I don't think it's a big deal. Getting guys who can be mentors and know this system is not a bad thing. So as I sit here on the first week of May, there's there's reason for hope. But I also know that this is the Jets we're talking about. If there's one team that could muck this up, it would be the Jets. But I think this was a sign that the Jets feel they're ready to win now. And this will prove whether or not that statement is valid. So I went from being very pessimistic about this deal actually happening and Rodgers being a viable option to, okay, seems like the stars are aligning and he seems like he's on board, but I want to wait until the season's actually underway to fully buy it. 
So the last thing I want to talk about is actually the Odell Beckham going to the Ravens instead of the Jets. Seems like a lot of Jet fans were upset that Beckham didn't come here. And I had this mindset. I, If I was the Jets, I would not pay $15 million for a guy coming off two ACL tears and is 30 and is a bit of a head case. I think Aaron Rodgers brings a certain amount of clout with his personality, and I didn't want to magnify that with Odell. So I'm glad that did not happen. So Jeff Haynes can be mad he went elsewhere, but I think the if they paid Odell $15 million or whatever the Ravens did, that would be an LOL Jets type of move. So when I look at the team, you know, Garrett Wilson, number one, Alan Lazard slash Corey Davis, your number two, McCole Hardman, your three or four, Randall Cobbs, your fifth. You have three tight ends with Conklin, Uzama, and Ruckert. You have Brees Hall coming back off that injury. You got two other really good running backs. You've got an offensive line that looks functional with depth now, and you got all your big-time players coming back. You know, you had a defense last year that was great. Everything is here on paper, but games are not played or won on paper. So I think there's there's reasons to be excited as a Jet fan. I'm very curious about this offseason. I think the Jets are going to be viable week in and week out, which I have not been able to say in a long time. But I also know this has the potential to be a catastrophe. But I also don't think it, it would be so bad that it would set the franchise back 10 years. Because so many of our best players are young on their rookie deals. If it really goes south, you draft a quarterback next year. <laughs> uh, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, I think it's two, maybe three years. But if it's a one-year deal, you can't fault the Jets for trying. So bring on the season. I, I hate that it's only May and we got to wait till August for preseason. But... I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to surprise people. I think he's going to he's going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's got something to prove. And I think deep down he wants to do something that Brett Favre could not do, take the Jets to the playoffs. Will that happen? Who knows? But I give them a fighting chance, and I give them a very good chance to win this division. Because like I said, I don't, I don't fear Buffalo. I don't fear Miami. And I think Aaron Rodgers can be that missing piece to help them get over this New England hump. Remains to be seen, but that's all I got. So thank you all very much for listening, and I'll be sure to keep this going throughout the regular season. But thank you all for listening, and stay tuned on the site.